Good morning, everyone. Today is the 12th of September. It's Tuesday morning. And Mark continues to read through the book. Um, he's got through 154 pages so far. Um, there's 210 pages in this book, so he's got about 45 pages to go. But anyway, he's in chapter 8. He's ready for part 9. This book is available through greatchristianbooks.com. Dr. Election, chapter 8, part 9. Now in marvel, now in marked contrast from both of these classes are they who receive the gospel not in word only, but in power and in the Holy Spirit. This is a middle way between these two extremes. And one that is hidden from all unregenerate, for the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14 When God begins a work of faith with power, 2 Thessalonians 1.11 leads that soul in this middle way. Can at first neither see nor understand it. As with the father of all who believes, so it is with all his children. When Abraham was actually called, he went out not knowing whither he went. Hebrews 11.8, those born of the Spirit are led forth by a way that they know not. Isaiah 42.16, until darkness is made light before them and crooked things straight, they can understand the way of the Spirit. When, when that is done, then the highway is cast out, cast up for them. Isaiah 62.10, then all, that's an important question that is, has the gospel come to me in word only or in saving power of the former than it has been received without anguish, tremble, or distress of conscience for those who are the common marks of divine power working the sinner's soul? God's word comes to us in power. It comes as a two-hyphen-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12. Having the same effect on the heart as the sword does when it is thrust into the body. Wound be deep, the pain and the smart will be very acute. So when the word of God pierces even to the body, sunder the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow, as the discerner of the thoughts and tense of the heart, produces real anguish and deep distress, said Job, the arrows of the mighty are within me, the poison whereof drinketh up my spirit, explain the next words, the terrors of God who set themselves in array against me, six four. And thus too, David exclaimed, Thy arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presses me sore. Psalms 38.2 It was thus an experience of Paul before the Spirit applied the law to his heart. He was alive in his own eyes, though dead in God's foot when the commandment. Came home to him in divine power, sin revived, and he died in his own esteem. Romans 7.9 the fact is that he, like every other Pharisee, opposed the law, reached no further than the external letter, touching which he considered himself blameless, but when it's high demand and searched in spirituality, was made known to him, he found it reached the very thoughts and tents of the heart and discovered to him the awful depth of depravity in him, which was hid before. He found the law was spiritual, but himself carnal, sold under sin. He found his very, found come. Found hyphens very 
very few his heart was in that very state described by Christ in Mark 7:21 and 22. He was compelled to believe what Christ there declared because he now saw and felt the same within himself. The first act of faith brings a man to believe that he is in the very state scripture to look fairest to be at enmity against God. Romans 8, 7, Child of Wrath, Division 2, 3. Curses were broken law, Galatians 3, 10, led by the devil. Heaven by the devil, 2 Timothy 2, 26. Heavy burden of sin lies on his conscience, Psalms 38, 4, an active fountain of iniquity like the troubled sea cast of his mire and dirt, Isaiah 57, 20. Which baffles all the, art, all the efforts of an arm of flesh bringing him to terrible bondage to our iniquities like the wind and taking us away, Isaiah 64, 6. He finds himself bound hand and foot with the cords of his sins and he cries earnestly to God to take pity upon him. And out of his great mercy, lose him. He now needs no set forms of prayer, but night and day he cries, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And how does the Lord set him at liberty by the gospel coming to him in power and the Holy Spirit guiding Exodus 10 in a new light, the sufferings and death of his son, by whom his justice was satisfied, his law magnified. His wrath of peace and a way of reconciliation open between God and sinners. The Spirit's office to work faith in the heart and apply the atoning blood. The righteousness of God, the conscience by whom the burden of sin and death is removed. The love of God is made known, peace is imparted to the soul and joy to the heart. Thus the same instrument which got wounded brings healing. Therefore do the apostle here add, for our gospel came not unto you the word only, but also in power and the Holy Spirit and much assurance. Life and assurance of his divine verity and authority of his perfect adaptability and suitability to our case was an ineffable blessedness. I remember too when the truth came home to my heart and made me leap for very joy, for it took all my load away. It showed me Christ's power to save. I had known the truth before, but now I felt it. I went to Jesus. Jesus, just as I was, I touched the hem of his garment. I was made whole. I found now that the word was not a fiction, hyphen, that it was the one reality. I had listened scores of times that he that spake was, was one that played a tune upon an instrument. Now he seemed to be dealing with me, putting his hand right into my heart. He brought me first to God's judgment seat, and there I stood and heard the thunders roll. Then he brought me the mercy seat, and I saw the blood sprinkled on it, and I went home triumphing because sin was washed away, C.H. Spurgeon. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, First Thessalonians 1, 4, how the apostle know that those Thessalonians were among God's elect. The next verses tell us by the visible fruits thereof, which he perceived in them, concerning their lives, those effects of grace which had been wrought in them at their conversions. He traced back the same. Unto God, eternal purpose, eternal purpose of mercy concerning them, and my reader, the way in which Paul knew the Thessalonian believers were to be getting chosen to salvation. Second Thessalonians 2.13 must be the method by which every Christian day is to ascertain his or her election to God. Well, thank you, Mark, for doing that for us. Hope to see you again in the morning. Have a good day.